In a world of remakes, reboots, and really bad films. Two voice actors set out to restore light to the darkness. Get ready for... Mockbusters. But just one second, this is a comedy podcast. In each episode, our dynamic duo will be given a random genre, some film titles, and just a few short hours to put together the ultimate trailer for their creation. But by gosh, there's a twist. They'll also be receiving wild and wacky demands from their executive producers, which they are contractually obliged to abide by. So will their movie be thrown out as trailer trash or awarded the prestigious title of Mockbuster? Please welcome your hosts, Jack Ayers and Matthew Biddulph. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of Mockbusters. Can you believe we're already at Sweet 6, Oh my god, who cares? Well, you're in a bit of a bad mood today, what's going on? No, I'm not, I'm fine. You don't know me. You do not talk to me like that, Matthew Bidolf. You're not my real dad. Right. Well, this this is this is completely unacceptable. We'd better go over to our guest and you can pull yourself together while we do so, okay? Oh, what? That's so unfair. Let's find out what genre we've got this week. My name is Nicole Verona and your genre this week is teen drama. What a flawless intro we've got there. Yes, that's right. We're full of teenage angst and bad moods in the world of teen drama. I think it's going to be quite important here. When we say teen drama, I think we all immediately think to, you know, high school drama, teen romance, that sort of thing. But I guess you could also open the genre up to things like Twilight and the young adult novel adaptations like Divergent, Hunger Games, I would argue they'd still class as teen dramas. I'm trying to think what some of my favourite teen dramas were. I loved Skins. Yeah, Skins, Skins was one Skins. of my absolute favourites. I think, yeah, as long as there's teens and there's drama, the teens typically being played by people in their late 20s. Particularly in America, Yeah, you've got you know, 31-year-olds playing 15-year-olds. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what your teen years were like, Matt. A lot more sex in teen dramas than than uh, than I ever saw myself or any of my friends. Yeah. Most of my teenage years was sort of sat under my bunk bed playing Xbox 360. Yeah. I did dabble in a lot of drugs, you know, paracetamol. Those late nights doing homework, they really really gave you eye strain that you'd, you'd need paracetamol <laughs> for. Are you going to say well, I don't know about you, but I did dabble in the sex. I did dabble. Only dabbled. I didn't, you know, I didn't go overboard. Just dabbled in it. After the, having such a, a, a unique insight into both of our <laughs> both of our childhoods, let's get on with it, shall we? Yeah, I suppose. Let's just bloody do it. Right. What titles we got then, plot device? Let's be having it. Right. First off, th- this one's quite interesting. Failure of the Stars. I'm getting Fault of Our Stars vibes here, which is really a, a great example of a teen drama. Yeah, if you ordered The Fault in Our Stars from Wish.com, this is <laughs> yeah. what you'd get. So Failure fail- of the Stars. Failure of the Stars, okay. Title number two, Nymphs of Tomorrow. Okay, so we're going more into the sort of fantasy team drama yeah. there. Well, I suppose that's nymphomaniacs, though, as well, isn't it? Well, yeah, I suppose I suppose you could interpret it that way. That, well, that's what I did. Title number three, Wrong About Her. Okay. 
what are they wrong about? I wonder. I'm intrigued by that one. Title number four, Lady Love in My Town. That sounds more like softcore porn yeah. than, than teen drama. But I mean, you know, often you can't really tell the difference. So. Exactly. It's a very fine line, isn't it? Then title number five, Listening to My Boyfriend. Okay. If there's anything I've learned as a long-time boyfriend, it's that you should not listen to your boyfriend. <laughs> if there's anything that I've learned from my past relationships is there is no lady love in my town. <laughs> None whatsoever. Des- despite how often email pop-ups tell me that there is, they say there's hundreds in my area waiting for me. I go out and I shout really loudly and no one hears. <laughs> Okay, so this week we have a plethora of audience-suggested teen drama titles. So, I'm not entirely sure how you want to do this, Matt. Whether you want me to uh, to read the top six that we've got, and you can pick one, or we can do the numbers game, or we can... That's pretty much it. <laughs> um... Do you know what? I, I do love the mystery game. Um, it excites me, so let's let's do that. Pick a number between one and six, Matthew. I want victory number three, so I will choose title number three. Your title is... Virgin. (laughs) 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 Your title is Virgin, and that was sent in by Northern Superstar James Laughlin. Oh, Loffers, you legend. Should we give some love to the other people that have sent those in and, you know, read out their uh, their teen drama suggestions? What, like a here's what you could have won? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go on then. Okay, so the other titles were The Pill by uh-huh. Alexander Wolfe. Right. 13 Treasons Why by Samuel Higgs. <laughs> Very good. Literally Can't Even from Asghar Khan. Teen Dick and Harry. <laughs> By Jacob Stevens. <laughs> uh, the Boner Diaries. Oh, my God. From Owen Landon. Oh, God. And The STI Diaries by Will Lewis. Do you know what? These were all so good. Should we make some substitutions? Completely up to you, Matt. If you think our audience have pulled it out of the bag, then the we ones, can swap The ones out. sticking out to me are The Boner Diaries. What was it? Teen Dick and Teen Harry. Teen Dick and Harry. Teen Dick and Harry. That, that one. The pill, for some reason, the pill was really jumping out at me. Yeah, let's let's go for the Boner Diaries, Teen Dick and Harry, and the pill. I tell you what, have them all. Have them all. Have them all. Oh, being being in a teen drama is such a whirlwind of emotions. There's so many things flying around your head, so it's only right that you can have so many titles to get all confused and worked up about over the next couple of hours. You've got your existing plot device titles, then you've got title number six, Virgin. Yep. Title number seven, The Pill. Yep. Title number eight, Teen Dick and Harry. Yep. And title number nine, The Boner Diaries. That's a good little selection there. I'm yep, happy with you've that. Got plenty to work with. Right. Oh, Jack is—is is that your phone ringing? Yes, it is. Oh, that okay, was, let me that just was get that. quick, wasn't it? Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. Who, who's hello? that? Is it? Is it? Is it on? Yes, I think I think it is on. Oh, is is that Jack? Jack is. It is. You don't sound very teenage. Uh, no. Hello, Jack. My name is. Arthur C. Nile. Arthur C. Nile. Yes, oh, famed, oh, Arthur famed film producer, Arthur C. 
Niall? Yes, hello, Arthur. Hello. I'm familiar uh, with your work. Yeah, as, as, as you should be. I'm sure you can list some examples. Um, yes, it's uh, old in the city. Yes. Um, murder in the care home. Yes. The old and the furious. Yes, and real steel. Real steel. Yes, of course. Yes, yes. Right, well, I'll make it quick, Jack, because I've just put the kettle on and I, I don't want it to brew for too long. Um, I, I want to do a foray into the teen drama subgenre, but I'm, I'm looking to catch the market of the 100 and teen <laughs> demographic. <laughs> Fuck off. I knew this was coming from the second this old prick picked up the phone. <laughs> what do you call me? Oh, sorry, Arthur. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I think it's just um, just, just breaking up. Uh, ignore anything you heard there, Arthur. Um, yes, so um, I'm looking to make the, the perfect teen drama uh, for those... Aged between 113 and 119. <laughs> right. I want it to feel like a traditional uh, teen drama. You know, being a man in my 20s, you know, it's, it's you, good to you, look back on the teenage years. A man in your 20s? Yes, my 120s. Oh, yes, of course, of course. I've got to say, well, you, you actually sound a lot better than I thought you would. At this this stage in life, you you, you sound barely a hundred. Oh, that's because of the deal I made with Satan about seventy years back. But anyway, I'll be off uh, on my way, Jack. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. Let's I've, let's I've leave got it there. A cup of tea. All right, ta-ra. Okay, goodbye now. Michael, how goodbye. Do I hang up? Welsh prick. Old prick. <laughs> I <laughs> I would be lying if I said I I hadn't slightly anticipated this <laughs> so I've got a couple of ideas in the bank Matt is that your phone ringing yep it's just my phone ringing gonna go ahead and answer that now uh, hello yo Matt <laughs> what's going on bro uh, hey yeah you're right yeah as you can hear I'm just in this massive frat party Alpha Sigma <laughs> uh, that, that's not allowed is it with government guidelines yeah bro it's all cool, man. We're just chilling. I don't know, mate. That doesn't sound very social distancy. Yeah, bro. It's it's uh it's our not Halloween party in February. Yeah, man. Cause it's not Halloween. Get it? It's like ironic. <laughs> okay. Um, I want this conversation to be over. So yeah, what's up? So, man, as you know, uh, I I I <laughs> as you won't know. <laughs> Too much beer pong, mate. I don't even know your name. What's your name? Yo, so my name's Chad Hogan. Chad Hogan. <laughs> right, yep. I run Alpha Sigma Frat over here, man. And basically, we find that media portrays, uh, like, nerd culture and, like, being a pussy as, like, cool stuff now. And we're not into it. All right, so we want you to make a teen drama from the perspective of the bullies, yo. Make the bullies fucking cool again, yeah? God, bullies' perspective. Not from the, like, lame-o pussies who are, like, you know, crying over, uh, like, a vampire or, like, you know, because they're fucking 
lunch money's up their ass now. We <laughs> Why want... are you shoving lunch money up people's asses? Because it's funny, bro. We want you to make people understand how fucking funny it is. Look, look, I'm just gonna grab this fucking nerd. I'm gonna put his head down the toilet, and I'm gonna fucking <laughs> look at his little fucking face, man. Look how cool that is. Is that your we butler? You... <laughs> Shut up, man. It's not important. It's not either. It doesn't matter. He's a butler. He's a fucking nerd. Yeah, get out, Chief. Very good, sir. Get me a fucking sandwich. Okay. Yep. I will see what I can do. So that's the explicit rule. There is, you want a film from the perspective of the bullies. Yeah, man. Now I'm gonna go and do a fucking sick keg stand. Whoa, get that shit ready, man. Woo! Spring break! It's February. <laughs> Chad Hogan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, at least they're not old bullies. I'd rather they were old, to be honest. Old and nice. I'm sure you can find a way to redeem those characters. Right, let's bloody get on with it then, shall we? Let's do it. All right, with the power of editing, I will see you in just a few short seconds. Goodbye. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 6 of Mockbusters. Let's go, Matt. You ready? I am so excited. I'm frothing with excitement. (laughs) That's a really horrible word to use in relation to teen drama in what I think frothing and teen (laughs) drama just go together in in a really horrible way. You may have heard her before you've uh, before you know who she is. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, we're really excited that our guest judge this week is a dear friend of ours from across the pond. It's writer, actor, and poet Nicole Verona. Hello. Hi, Nikki. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, we're so very good. good. I'm. I'm. I was going to say frothing again. <laughs> I am creaming with oh, excitement. No. Oh, no, that's worse. That's even worse. That's definitely worse. I'm not a big teen drama fan, really, but I've really, I've really come into my own this week. I'm, I'm, I'm gearing up for all the, the crudeness and the immaturity. I'm, I feel like I've leveled up this week. I really feel like in terms of parody, teen dramas are one of the best genres. Well, it's funny we say that because... I think it's important we establish this now. Me and Jack recognise teen drama as quite broad. So you've got the more civilian things, but then you've also got things like Twilight and Riverdale. Oh, yeah. And um, I guess like Final Destination, that sort of thing. So teen drama, horror, teen drama, fantasy. Like it's it's a big thing is teen drama. Riverdale is epic. That's epic teen drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So prepare, you, prepare yourself because you might be seeing some of that today. Oh, God. Okay. So, Nikki, let's talk a little bit about um, some of the stuff that you've been doing over the past couple of years. So, obviously, we met at East 15, where we both trained as actors. What do you mean, both? What do you mean, both? There's three <laughs> what about of us. Matt? But I was there. Matt, <laughs> Matt, we hear from you arguably too often on this show, in, in, my, in my honest opinion. Okay, I'll redo it then, shall I? All three of us, Aww. including Matt trained at East 15 <laughs> at the same time at the same I just time. wanted to be included that's that's all I was asking Jack <laughs> so during the time at East 15 you were working on a play that you then performed a couple of years later called Bit of Sunshine do you want to tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about Bit of Sunshine and what it was about and you know where you took that so Bit of Sunshine is a play about a young woman named Kira who is struggling with an eating disorder and I first wrote it when I was 18 
And then I actually didn't touch the script until we were at B15. So like we were in our second year, I think. And I had started collaborating with Ed and Katie a little bit. So that's Kilter. Yeah, we are Kilter, a theater company that was born out of B15. I was meant to take a show to the fringe with a group of friends from my Rada Foundation course. And something happened where it fell through and we had already paid for the space. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like I should use, we need to use this space. Like there's no point in letting it go and losing all this money. So I brought Katie and Ed the script and they thought it was a story that they wanted to tell. And so we started rewriting it together. And I mean, as you guys both know, cause you've both seen it multiple times, but when we first did it, which was Edinburgh Fringe 2016, when it won the award and stuff. And then we took it to Theater 503. It was a completely different show to when we redid it two years later and took it to the Landor Space. The Landor Space was the second stage. And that was when I had moved to New York. And I was like, there is something about the story that didn't sit right with me anymore. Not that the, there wasn't value in the story, but I was older now. And I felt like it was a story that I can, I wanted to continue to tell. And so I needed to write it from an older perspective. So that's how the Lander Space version was born. And then again, when I was doing my MA at Central, one of the producers on the Mount View producer course was looking for a solo show. And so he asked me about Bit of Sunshine. I said, well, if we're going to do it again, I want it to be different. So that was the third version, which I don't think you saw, Jack, but Matt definitely yeah. saw. That was um, that was my favorite iteration. I mean, I, the, I loved it. Yeah, I loved each one, but it was such an amazing evolution. That I think is the final version. We were, or I was at least, and obviously Ed and Katie too, because they were on this journey with me. But seeking a final form that felt right, and I think that that was the version that felt right. So, yeah. Poetry's become a part... I mean, I'm sure that poetry has been a part of your life for a very long time, but on a more public scale, poetry's become more of your life since Mm -hmm. lockdown, is it fair to say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How has poetry been something that you found yourself connecting with or maybe helped during lockdown? It's really weird because I hadn't written poetry, like, since I was 16, maybe. And then lockdown happened and I just started randomly writing poems and I find that poetry is an easier way to communicate certain feelings and emotions because I I could write a poem in five minutes and put it out there as opposed to like writing a play or writing a short I also feel like there's been I don't know about you guys but like there's this new wave of poetry that's come in like with all these Instagram poets and stuff where people are starting to appreciate poetry again Whereas like, I feel like in the last few years prior to that, it was just sort of like a dead form of writing. It's it's not just something you study at school anymore. Like it's... It's on your feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's there. It's it's alive. I feel like there's been a real renaissance of lots of stuff that maybe 10 years ago people just thought was not cool. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I think with, with the internet comes these communities that you might not necessarily be able to associate with in person. So that's why you do get the boom of of different art forms and people being proud of what they're working with because they can mm-hmm. they've got a whole worldwide community they can share it with now. Yeah. Mm. And talking of things that people should be proud of, I th- suppose we should move on to two things that arguably <laughs> arguably we probably shouldn't. I'm very proud. Matt seems very proud. So. I'm immensely proud. I'm too proud. I'm way too proud. Good. Twice the pride, twice the fall. <laughs> <laughs> But of course, I guess shaping 
how good our films could be and how proud we could be of our films would be the titles we have to choose. So, yes. title number one, Failure of the Stars. See, it's wow. quite perfect, isn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, it's almost the fault wow. in our stars, but it fails at the last moment. Title number two, Nymphs of Tomorrow. <laughs> Bit more fantasy <laughs> there. I, that's not, so Jack went straight to fantasy. I went straight to, ooh, sex. They're not, nymph, they're not nymphomaniacs, they're nymphs. I'd very easily associate nymph as being short for nymphomaniac. Oh, you nymph. Matt. <laughs> Title number three, wrong about her. <laughs> Title number four, lady love in my town. <laughs> and title number five, listening to my boyfriend. <laughs> Our sixth title was... Virgin, and that was sent in by James Laughlin. Oh. Our, Thank you, James. Our seventh title was The Pill, and that was sent in by Alexander Ooh. Wolf. Mwah. Title number eight was Teen Dick and Hairy, and that was sent in by Jacob Stevens. Oh my god. And our ninth title was The Boner Diaries. Wow. Sent in by Owen Landon. That's a good one. So, out of all of those, Nikki. Are there any that are, are really, like, jumping out to you? Is there any that you're like, I want to see that teen drama? Listening to my boyfriend. <laughs> listening to my boyfriend, okay. <laughs> so how are you envisioning listening to my boyfriend? What What is your imagination of that film? Like a sweet coming-of-age teen drama where the quirky girl tries to get the guy. I see a shot in the trailer of her turning and looking at the camera, but it's really her boyfriend's face. <laughs> They're laying in bed. While she listens to her boyfriend. While she listens to her boyfriend. It could also be a murder. Ooh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Where does that Jeez. come from? It's really sweet. She's listening to him, but maybe there's a murder. <laughs> I have a mind of very extreme polarities. But of course, Nikki, it wasn't just the titles that shaped our films this week. We also had calls from our executive producers. Jack... I forgot you had a call. From... <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you, you you had a call from um a, a, some I form had... of famed producer. Yes, I had a call from famed producer slash director. Yeah, I think um, so. Of the geriatric variety, um, named Arthur C. Nile. <laughs> Arthur C. Nile, as you can probably guess, was very old. Yeah, he was in his hundred and twenties. We established. Yes, and basically what he wanted me to do was he wanted me to create a teen drama <laughs> of the senior variety. So the teen drama I'm creating is for teenagers in their hundred and teens. Uh, that's it's complicated. I, that's complicated. I literally forgot I gave you that. <laughs> I forgot that's what I gave I didn't you. have the luxury of forgetting about that, unfortunately. <laughs> And Matt, you also had a call from someone interesting, yes, didn't you? Yes, I had a call from notorious frat boy Chad Hogan, leader of the Alpha Sigma fraternity. Yeah, I think it was that. That's I the one, yeah. Uh, basically, he's fed up of how being a nerd is cool these days and how all films are made from the, the nerd's perspective. <laughs> so he wanted me to make my teen drama from the perspective of a bully. He didn't specify he wanted me to make them look good. I'm just, <laughs> I think it's worth pointing out, but it was important that it was from the perspective of a bully. Mm -hmm. So, Nikki, 
Knowing what you know about our films, whose trailer would you like to hear first? I'm going to go with Jack. Okay. Without further ado, here is my 110 drama. Hello, Gamora Care Home. Good afternoon, Mr. Jones. Yes, Mary's settling in just fine. You've nothing to worry about. I will call you if there's any updates, but rest assured she is receiving every care. Now I really must go as it's swing dance this evening and I have to set up. Goodbye, Mr. Jones. Goodbye. Well then, everyone, I'll be back in just a moment and we'll get started. Is he gone? I think so. Looks like it. Turn this crap off. Papa wants to party! Oh, when I was moved in here, I didn't expect it to be quite so loud. What's wrong, Grandma? Can't take the pace. I've always lived alone. I never married, so I'm used to the quiet. <laughs> we got a virgin over here. I just never met the right person after Harold died. Let's talk in more twerking, you big virgin. Oh, I don't think that's very nice. Virgin, you big virgin. In a tale of boy meets girl. Hi there, my name's Ronan. Mary. Looks like they're giving you a hard time. Just a little bit. Don't worry about what they're saying. They're a bunch of losers. Besides, half of them are praying to a Virgin Mary every night. That's very kind of you. Hey, what are you doing later? Oh, I'll probably just go to bed. Can't have that on your first night. Get yourself down to bingo. I got some Fox's Glacier Mints with your name on them. I've recorded Midsummer Murders. What are you so scared of, Mary? I'm 116 tomorrow. I haven't felt like this in a hundred years. All I'm hearing is we got a lot of catching up to do. That shows you're never too old to start again. Mary, it's time to stop thinking about your hip replacement and start thinking that maybe it's time for a lifestyle replacement. In the feel-good coming-of-age story of the year. I feel like I'm 80 again. You're only as old as you feel, Mary. Now come and dance. Ah, me fucking back! Can two people find each other despite the odds? I found out about Nancy Ronan. She didn't die, did she? I swear, Mary, I don't have feelings for her anymore. Trouble in paradise, huh? Come on over here, Papa will show you a good time. Oh, shut up, Clive, you smell like old beef. And teach each other to love for the first, and almost definitely last time. I'm ready, Ronan. Can't undo your feckin' cardigan. How am I supposed to tell Mr. Jones that his great-grandmother was caught almost having sex in the communal lounge? I don't want to lose you as soon as I've found you. The only way to lose is to not try in the first place. I may not know what the day, month, or year is, but I know one thing. I love you. Well, you know what they see? There's a first time for everything. Virgin. Pop your cherry this fall. Only on Netflix. <laughs> wow. Right, Jack. Wow. <laughs> right, right. Okay, first off, I've got yeah, to commend yeah. you because genuinely, I felt an, like an emotional connection yeah. to these characters. Like, I was genuinely absolutely gripped. I was fully invested. Like, I know, because obviously, for the most part, <laughs> we're just dicking about in these trailers. <laughs> this was a genuinely, like, enthralling yeah. narrative. See, that my problem was... Because I, I came up with the idea quite early on and I was like, I I had to go back and put jokes in afterwards because I was like, I'm really just liking writing this story. I've watched like, this. I want to do, do this one. There was one quote that like literally t- 
tugged at my heart. What was it? You'll never know. What was it? Uh, the only way you can lose is to not try in the first place. Oh. That. That's gold, Jack. I think you should make this film. Yeah, like, oh, fuck this podcast, Jack. Get this commissioned. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously you can tell my, my, my primary um, inspiration for Ronan's character was a sort of um, Connell from Normal People. Yeah. Okay. Kind of, kind of role. He's yeah. a, he's a charming okay. Irishman. Yeah. Charming. Yeah, and I, I wanted to come off the back of that because you actually, because um, Normal People was praised for its honest portrayal of consensual, intimate scenes. Of course, yeah. you had the same intimacy coordinator working on this film, and of course, th- there is a lot of sex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a yes, lot of sex yes, scenes in this. Um, you know, could, could you tell us a bit about the, the process there? Like, um, yeah, you know, yeah, okay. Because a lot of people would consider it off-putting, but you know, I, I think you've got to commit to this idea and show that actually, it's quite beautiful. You know, it's it's a beautiful thing mm. at any at any age of all genders. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the the important thing to us was, of course, um, you know, Sir Michael Gambon was brilliant <laughs> <laughs> in. Uh, in uh, in all of the scenes. Oh my god! Um, and uh, <laughs> acting alongside um, breakout star, um, <laughs> Barbara um, Mulligan. Streisand. She's, um, she, yeah, she's never never acted before in her life, and she's she's making her cinema debut at. Uh, she's slightly younger. She's 140. So she's an she's an actor virgin as well as a virgin. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. That was why we, you know, the, it added some somewhat to the um, the romance of the situation. We felt because we were giving our first big break, who has a glittering career ahead of her, um, in maybe at least one mm. other film. <laughs> the time that she has left. Um, I'd just like to ask Jack about the challenges of casting this film because. Uh, this yeah. one part in particular, I believe it's one of the f- the big frat boys. Uh, that over the course of the series, Clive, is, uh, Clive, yes. yeah, over the course of the series is portrayed by twelve different actors. Um, yes, could you just elaborate yeah. on on you know how that impacted production when <laughs> when the actors playing Clyde kept dying? Well, what happened was, as you said, um, we the first one died before we even got into production. <laughs> Unfortunately, because he was again, um, he showed very great promise, um, and through the first half of the film, each scene is a different Clive. Unfortunately, because we did get through them, you know, like um, like tea cakes. Essentially, oh, wow! Um, they were going faster than we could bring them in. Um, we were by the end, we had five on standby. We were just. We were wheeling one in, in between <laughs> takes sometimes, unfortunately. Um, but all of them showed the the spirit and um, youth of character. Was there any Clive in particular that you felt most affected by their loss? Clive 4. We really, Clive 4? We really... Um, Mourned him? I, yeah, I, you know, I, I, got, I got to know Clive over three or four days before we lost him wow which is more than the others yeah and uh he in between his naps he was full of <laughs> wit charisma he's uh. he was clive reincarnated 
Wow. It's just a shame we couldn't wow. reincarnate him ourselves. I've got nothing else to really like pick apart at it because <laughs> genuinely I've got to commend you because it felt like a teen drama. There was a genuinely gripping narrative. I love the Irish accents too. <laughs> the I tell you, the biggest thing, that the biggest challenge I faced was attempting 15 takes of each line in Irish because... Let me tell you, I am appalling an Irish accent. You were pretty good. The, you have no idea the blood, sweat and tears that went into the creation well, of that 20 it. seconds worth of dialogue, <laughs> Nikki. Um, I, I have no further questions. Nikki? No, no further questions. Wow. Okay, wow. I've really, I really feel like I've, I've gotten off easy Well there. done, Jack. Good, good work this week. Thank you very much. Now for something that almost Matt. certainly is not... <laughs> I hope you're sitting comfortably. This is my teen drama. Bullying. It's a serious subject. But what do you really know about these so-called bullies? The guy that stole your lunch money? He's poor. He can't afford his own lunch. The guy who pulled your pants down in gym class? He thinks you have a nice ass. And the guy that stole your homework? He's dumb as fuck. There are two sides to every story. And mine is fucking wet! Hey, what's up? My name is Chad Astley. On the surface, I'm just your regular total sick party bro with a huge schlong. But I have a dark secret. It all started when I saved this girl Bella from some fucking neckbeard nerd. Hello, m'lady. I couldn't help but notice you were staring at my fedora. You see, it takes class to wear this hat. And class is for men. Swag is for boys. Ew, get away from me. Crispin, if you don't leave her alone, I'm gonna shove that fedora up your fucking ass. Oh no, I'm sorry, Chad. Thanks, Chad. I had it all. I was quarterback for the football team. Touchdown! Fuck yeah, Chad Ashley! I had a sweet fucking ride. Son, I saw the way you kicked the shit out of that nerd loser from chess club. Here's a new car. And that hot chick Bella, she agreed to go to prom with me. But then she discovered my deadly secret. You're impossibly fast and dense. You gotta give me some answers. I wanna hear your theory. I've considered radioactive spiders and kryptonite. That's all fucking nerd shit, right? What if I'm not the hero? What if I'm the rad guy? I know what you are. Your skin is dry and you stink of Axe body spray. You exclusively drink Bud Light. Say it. Out loud. Say it. Virgin. Oh my fucking god, no I'm not! Name one person you've slept with. Um, well, there was this one chick called Kesha. There's nobody at school called Kesha. It was a different school. There is no other school. You're a virgin loser, Chad. I think I was going to go to prom with you. You're not going to go to prom with me? I don't want to go to prom with a loser. And then the whole school knew my dark secret. The cheerleaders? Virgin! The chess club? Virgin. The school counselor? Maybe you wouldn't have these problems if you weren't a virgin fucking loser. I flunked every class. Chad, you got an F for fucking virgin. So I dropped out and volunteered at a cat shelter. 
so I could finally get some pussy. But then the cats found out. I was exiled. I was enrolled on a witness protection program. Except instead of witnessing a crime, you hadn't witnessed anything at all. Especially a naked female. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Just to let you know, we've got a massive fucking virgin on board. I was sent to Cardiff in Wales. Here, I embraced my life as a huge virgin. I started doing musical theater, playing rugby. I even decided to go to drama school. I made friends with people substantially cooler and better looking than me. I began playing Dungeons and Dragons, Fortnite. I embraced my life as a virgin. I changed my name from Chad to Jack because I was proud to jack myself off. I transformed myself and then I started a podcast. Hello and welcome to this, the first ever episode of the Mockbusters podcast. My name is Jack and I'm an actor and virgin from Cardiff. Virgin, the Jack Eyre story, not coming anytime soon. Oh my <gasps> fucking god! <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> not coming anytime soon! Oh my god. I just, I thought I knew where it was going, like, halfway Me through. Me too. <laughs> um, yeah, I... D- I don't remember that early stage of my life. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously it was so traumatising for you that, you know... I had, you wiped it out of I memory. I some serious digging to really, you know... I, I didn't know you had such a rich... Uh, backstory, Jack, and so it no. just felt natural to to bring yeah, this to life. So rich in so many areas and poor in so many yeah. at the same time. Well, I, I guess the approach here I had to take was: look, if I'm going to do a, a film from the perspective of a bully, I've got to think like a bully, and I've got to pick on the biggest loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, and Matt! I I just hope I just hope you know. What a Pandora's box you have opened! Oh no! For the remaining Guys. episodes of this season, <laughs> no, just just know that nothing is sacred. Everything is on the cards. Just you wait. Just you wait. It's gonna any whatever the genre is. I will find a way. I have to say, there was a little bit of pulling at the heartstrings in that too. The the inner turmoil and struggle of what it was like to be a virgin. Exactly. And I wanted to explore the grey areas. You know, virginity isn't black and white. There's a lot of grey areas <laughs> not getting shagged in between. And I thought it was important to, to showcase that. But also that, you know, I guess you could say it's it's insulting to be a virgin. But I wanted to embrace that there's strength in virginity too, you know. What do you think about that, Jack? Yeah, I, I feel like there's strength and conviction in that stance. A lot more than was displayed here today, in any case. <laughs> but look, well, look Jack, I mean, you're, you're, seeing, you're seeing the obvious things here, like what you're not recognising. Um, yeah, I suppose I probably did miss the subtle moments in between being calls, called a massive fucking virgin. Well, you know, you missed the part where, you know, you were quarterback of the football team. Um, so yeah. you're strong, you're fast. You started off with high school fame, yeah. and yeah. then it just went down from there. Yeah. So yeah. actually, 
the story has more layers than you're thinking. I'm saying you've always been a loser. Yeah, you said I was fast, but I mean, you also followed it up with incredibly dense as well. Well, so, um, you know, for every win, there was about four losses. Yeah, but, you know. You went to drama school and you made yeah, friends. You did. and you... you did. Yeah, but also they you said they were friends that were vastly <laughs> superior to me. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's a bittersweet win, that one. On, when I'm putting that up on the chalkboard, I'm not delighted about it. Well, I mean, it could be worse. You could could have made no friends. I could have died, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Jack, you can't you can't focus on the negatives, you know. And you kind of proving my point here in that I'm trying to I'm proving your point. You're proving my point. I'm trying to destigmatize that you know it's not cool to be a virgin, and you're showing exactly the reason this film needs to be made because of your reaction your visceral reaction you've you've chosen to take offense to this you know no actually i mean as you'll as you listen back to this you'll uh, you'll hear that not once have i taken issue or umbrage with being called a virgin um what i have taken umbrage with is uh, it, it being shouted uh, repeatedly throughout the trailer as as a, as a well-meaning insult yeah as well you've got to show light and shade you know for all the comedy and all the hope and all that you've got to show you know what what you're rising up from i'm not rising up from anything though and in, in the structure of this film i mean it's it's some it's somewhat um unusual in you know a traditional story structure in that the person starts with everything. Yeah, there's no um, three hats. Loses everything. Uh, doesn't learn anything <laughs> along the way. Nothing. And continues on a perfectly downward spiral towards I, I death say, and virginity. I would say he learns a lot, actually. He learns... <laughs> He learns who, how, to, what, how, to, how to act. He goes to drama school. He learns how he to learns make friends. to trust, and more importantly, who absolutely not to trust. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, in the end, he's fulfilled. There's catharsis. You know, there's, there's a fulfilling climax well, he, yeah. for once in your life. There's, there's not a climax or any fulfillment. <laughs> I don't even know how to properly critique this film because I feel like I'm too... Like, if I was writing for Empire or something, mm-hmm. they wouldn't let me write write the review or give any critique on it because... You're a you know, <laughs> <sighs> we've, ha- we've had some lows on this show. Let's be honest. We've had some real lows. We've had... We've had some peaks, but we are at the bottom of our trough today. You have to separate yourself from the story, Jack. Impossible to to do when you have been uh, you have been made into the story. Exactly, Jack. You've got to see it as a compliment. I could have chosen so many virgin losers on this planet, but I chose one that happens to be one of my best friends. You know. So yeah, one one that happened to used to be one of your best friends. <laughs> I think let's uh, let's start to wrap things up <laughs> with moving into the final act of the podcast, which is the pitch fight, where Matt and I both have thirty seconds to try and convince you onto our side of the fence. Okay. So, Nikki, who would you like to hear from first? Um, I'm going to go with Matt because we just heard all sure. that. So. We're going to start with Matt. Okay, so three, two, one. Nikki, I saw how you reacted to that. I saw how you laughed. 
uh, you were on the verge of weeping. You know, it was a journey. It was a dynamic journey. It was a relatable journey. Um, it, it hit all the beats of a good teen drama. It hit all the emotional notes of a strong narrative. This is a story of redemption, of catharsis, of the underdog redemption. rising up, of breaking taboos, breaking stigmas. And that's why I think you should pick my film, Time. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Okay. Jack? Allow me to respond. <clears throat> Three, two, one, go. So, Nikki, we, re- we both really know where the heart of these two films lies. Deep down, if you search yourself, you know that Mary's story is the one that needs to be told in today's day and age. It's the one that needs to be brought out there to bring some hope and some positivity. And more importantly, the feelings and the love that you will experience throughout this film are not at the expense of anybody, except Clive, who does die a lot throughout this film. Okay, that's time. Okay, great. Thank you so much, both of you, for those pitches. Do you, uh, do you need a minute to um, to sum up any final thoughts before I tee you up for your decision? I'm, I think I'm ready to make my decision. Okay. So, Nicole Verona in Season 2, Episode 6 of Mockbusters. Whose film have you chosen as this week's Mockbuster? Well, Jack, here at Verona Productions, we've decided that Jack is the winner. Yes! Um, and yes. I, Matt, while I appreciate the concept of your story, I also know that in this friendship group, bullying is rampant. And um, I have been the victim of bullying. So <laughs> I'm going to go with Jack. Oh, you, you have, if, honestly, Nikki, if I'd have, um, if I'd have come out on the losing side of this, I don't think I'd have slept tonight. I think what's happened yeah. is, you know, Nikki was so affected by my film that she compelled to change the narrative of of his real life and make him a winner for once. And mm. you know what? I commend it because realistically, I I think Jack has produced a genuinely heartwarming, genuinely enticing... It's genuinely yeah. heartwarming. It's, it's something unique to this podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's something... <laughs> <laughs> that we have yet to achieve something of actual substance. I do have to say though, as well, Matt. I I I respect the hustle. <laughs> I I this is the kind of shithousery that I am here for. Uh, and <laughs> if I wasn't on the receiving end of it, had I been a uh, guest judge on this week, I would have been all over that. Well, I I I know I'm I'm to expect an absolute oh, yeah, hound in one of these days. So I yeah, thought, yeah, you know, I mean, I'll put all my oh my god, I can't all wait. my bully eggs. In one big harassment basket. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as I say, I, I really respect the hustle. Um, I've zero respect for you or any of, um, you know, any of your family or friends in going forward with this. And they will all be brutally harangued in future episodes. Oh, I, oh, Very good. I'm excited for this. Right, these. on a serious and sentimental note. Nikki, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute joy to have you on at last. Um, Do you want to plug your socials, love? Sure. So on Instagram, I'm at Nicole Verona Z, and that's pretty much it. Oh, TikTok, I'm at Nicole Verona Zero. Follow me on TikTok. Do you want to give us your your poetry account on Twitter, on Instagram as well? 
That is at is a poetry, I-Z-Z-A poetry. Uh, Nikki often posts lovely short form poetry on there. So go and have a look. If you want to keep in touch with everything that we are doing, you can find us on at MockbustersPod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all of those lovely websites. And you can also send us any title suggestions or genre suggestions you've got and on MockbustersPodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I've been Matthew Biddle. I've been Jack Ayres, and we've been joined by... Nicole Verona. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you. See you soon. Ta-ra. Jack's a virgin. I can... S- I could see you was <laughs> waiting to get that in. I could see you. I knew you were going to do it. <laughs>